This is the directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast and I'm your host Marsha Ogden. In this episode we're going to be talking about choice and change. Choices always have three possible outcomes. Make the situation better, make it worse or leave it the same. It's lovely to have you here. This podcast is definitely for you if, like me, you're over 50, but again, like me, you're not done yet. Once a week, we'll have a chat about topics that are dear to our hearts as we hurtle towards things like retirement, empty nesting, staying healthy, downsizing. Oh, the list goes on. But all the vocabulary and references will be stuff that we relate to. It'll be a mix of education, inspiration and humour with a dollop of seriousness. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I'll offer freebies or offers and sometimes you'll just have to put up with little old moi. The directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus is very happy to be sponsored by Organic Secrets UK Limited with the mission to spread the word about natural relief from mental and physical conditions that stop us living our best life, Organic Secrets is an online supplier of high-quality CBD and supplements. Hop over to www.organicsecrets.co.uk right after this podcast. There's also a link in the show notes. Choices is a very big subject. Last week, I hope you listened, and if you didn't, go right back to it after this episode. If you did, you'll remember that my guest Athena Crilly gave us a 20-somethings perspective on life choices, and we wondered which is better, to grow up in our generation with very few choices available to us, or to grow up now with so many choices available that the pressure to succeed can be overwhelming. This week, I thought rather than talking about what's happened in the past, we'd talk about what choices are still open to us. Yes, because even at our ripe old age, the world is our oyster. We might be stuck in our ways, believing that we have no choice. We've made our bed and now we must lie in it. Or this is the way we've always done something, so it's too late to change. Or we might be aware of new opportunities, but lack the knowledge or confidence to try new things. Or it might be that we were always told by other people that our dream was unachievable. Our thoughts are silly. Choosing to change can be about the little things in life, whether to put salt on your dinner or not. And that's where I think we should start. Because we do know by our age that material acquisitions and status don't necessarily bring happiness. And that's what we all wish for, to be the happiest version of ourselves, We know that there's great value in enjoying and appreciating little things that make our every day a happy, contented one. Whether it's seeing more of our grandchildren, helping someone out or just finding time to sit down with a good book. But sometimes we don't want to be bothered putting any effort into making changes, making happiness happen. And sometimes we just need to get out of our own way. The top and bottom of it is that we choose our actions and thoughts. We are in control, whether it is the little things that we do or it's the big life-changing decisions 
or it's just forming an opinion about something. They are all choices. As I mentioned earlier, they can go one of three ways. Our choice can make the situation better, it can make it worse, or it can leave it unaffected. Now, at the moment, we are in, I think it's week 16 of the coronavirus lockdown. And I think during this lockdown, we are experiencing change. And we are realising that change is possible because it's been forced upon us. And it will have changed a lot of people, you know, not just our age group. In fact, I've got a little quote here from the Daily Telegraph last Saturday about how lockdown has impacted our views on jobs, homes, relationships, how it's leaving a positive change with us. More of half of those in the older age group whose lives had changed for the better said they were more in touch with the neighbours and that life had slowed down, while 47% said they were speaking more with family and friends. A third of those who reported positive results said that they've been able to exercise more during the pandemic and almost all wanted to maintain their increased activity levels. Of those spending more quality time with the people they live with, 86% said they want this to continue after the pandemic. That's the end of the quote. And there's a link to the full article by Gabriella Swirling in the show notes. So making choices. It's what we do all day, every day, even if we're not aware of it. But the trick is to make sure that they are the choices that will make us happier. Now, any tips and advice that I'm sharing is what's worked for me. It's not what I've plucked out of the sky or read in a book. And obviously it may not work for you. But the point is to benefit from what I've learned. And that's that there's always another way of doing things, another way of thinking and dealing with any given situation. So I'm going to mention big choices, little choices and mindset, starting with the big choices. How do you make the best big life choices at our age? It seems that all through life, dependent on what stage we're at, the choices don't stop coming, they just change. At the moment, we might be considering, do I downsize and spend the kids' inheritance on wild living? Do I move my elderly mum in with us? Or do I look at care homes? Choices cause stress, understandably. And no one knows what the right answer is for you. What does help, and something that we're not very good at, is talking to people getting another angle, but not letting their opinion make the decision for you. Taking on board another perspective, not having a closed mind and writing the pros and cons of each outcome helps too. Remember, again, doing nothing is a choice. So factor that into your decision-making process too. Sometimes making a choice can be difficult because we believe we're too long in the tooth to change. Oh, I've put on way too much weight to get back to where I want to be. Oh, I need a glass of wine to drown my sorrows. I can't cut it out. Oh, I'd love to have learned more about computers, but it's too late now. I wish I'd done a degree in history, but it takes three years. If I started now, I'd be 64 when I finish. 
Well, hopefully you'll make it to 64 anyway. So wouldn't you be happier knowing you'd got there and achieved a life goal? Life goal. When did we start saying that instead of ambition? I like it though. I think it does sound more achievable. Ambition sounds a bit airy-fairy, doesn't it? You know, like it's something that's not likely to happen. Again, write down the possible outcomes. Apart from being practical advice, it's essential if your memory's developing holes like mine is. But before we work on the big changes and choices, let's consider the daily actions that we take that just don't fill us with joy. Actions and events that need to be done, but just dampen our spirit. If the possibility of giving the task to someone else to do it for you isn't practical, then be a bit creative and choose to do it differently. Do you remember one of the life hacks I shared in an early episode of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast? That three minute rule. Basically, it was this. If you're putting off little jobs around the house and they can be done in three minutes, get up and do it. There it is, off the list. Now, if you want to tackle something bigger like weight loss, an addiction to alcohol, shopping, gambling. There's an exercise that I do in my workshops that helps you to get focused on what the problem is, why you want to change it and small steps you could take every day to get there. Listen back to episode 25, My Best Life, where I go through this exercise in its entirety. There's a link in the show notes. It is a great exercise for identifying what you're not happy with. As an introduction to My Best Life journal, it encourages you to write it all down. What the habit or situation is, why you keep on doing it and what the ideal situation looks like and gets you thinking about how you might choose to get there. Of course, the journal takes you through the whole journey and keeps you on track. But this simple exercise will get you started and help you to see light at the end of the tunnel. Now, let's presume you've done the workshop task around weight loss. You might have identified possible steps as, say, choosing to have smaller portions, choosing to forgo the pudding, having one glass of wine less each day. Now, I did lose quite a bit of weight a couple of years ago and I keep on top of it by making a note of my weight every morning. Now, don't laugh because it works. If it goes up by, say, one pound, that's easy to get rid of by just making better choices for the next day or so. But if I don't weigh myself until the end of the week and find I've put on three pounds, that's harder to deal with and it gets you into the danger zone of Ah, stuff it. Dieting's rubbish anyway. Be aware of your thoughts. Do I moan about the fact that it's raining all day? Or do I celebrate how much the garden needed it and do something in the house instead? Do I forgive my son for the way he spoke to me? Or do I carry on the argument for another month? Choose to be happy. Be good to yourself. You might think that self-care, meditation, mindfulness are all a bit woo-woo. How can they possibly work? And you can see why people would think that. But remember, 
You're not in control of how others behave. You're not in control of outside influences like the changes that coronavirus has brought. But you are in control of what goes on in your head. And it's up to you to choose how you react. And that will decide how happy you are. I've been a fan of mindfulness and meditation for a few years now. Have you given it a whirl? Do you swear by it? Is it something you'd never think of doing? Let me know. The easiest place to do that is under this episode on YouTube. Now, some teachers of meditation say, oh, don't worry if your mind wanders, just bring it back to the breathing. And I thought they were just being kind when they said that and thought they meant you're not doing it right. But recently I started reading, well, listening to on Audible, a book called A Monk's Guide to Happiness. I know, I know. If I hadn't read the reviews and heard it recommended, I'd never have picked it up. It's by a chap called Gelong Thubton and it's subtitled Meditation in the 21st Century. Now, I was very relieved to hear him say that meditation isn't about switching off completely. That's being in a coma or under anaesthetic. Meditation is about learning to control your thoughts, realising that you're wandering and consciously bringing your thoughts back to the breathing. And then he goes on to say that ultimately you will be able to meditate without needing to resort to crutches. I'm not even very far into this book, by the way, but it is by far the best, most, I don't know, clearly defined account of choosing how to be happy that I've ever come across. And I'll put a link in the show notes. I do recommend it. We've all had a tough time recently and had to learn to adapt to the demands of life around coronavirus and lockdown. And it isn't over yet, of course. But like I said before, we have all had to change, which proves change is possible. And when we're coming out of this, we need to continue to choose those changes if they made us happy. Because before this stopped us in our tracks, How many times did we say things like, oh, I haven't got time for meditation. I haven't got time to go walking, for yoga, for gardening, to paint a picture. It's given us the opportunity to reevaluate. What are we happy with? What could be different? I know that little by little, by being conscious of how I choose to think, how I choose to react, by acknowledging my intuition, and respecting my thoughts instead of thinking, oh, you're silly, or oh, well, such and such things that I ought to... No, take notice of your own thoughts. I choose to live in the now instead of in the past, or thinking, I'll be happy when... Of course, there are times when you can't be happy. Times of personal bad news, times of grief... You can't be happy 100% of the time. Stuff happens. And if you listen back to episode 17 of this podcast, that one moment when your life changes forever, you'll hear how the now international inspirational speaker Roger Cheatham tells us about how he was beaten and left for dead. 
He couldn't change the events of that evening or magic away the physical disabilities that he was left with, but he could, and he does, choose how to deal with them. There's a link in the show notes. As soon as you realise that everything is a choice, you get your life back. There's nothing easy about realising that you're the one who's been holding you back the whole time. I'll leave you with a word about our ongoing selection box competition. Here's how to enter. On Apple Podcasts or on YouTube, not all episodes are up there yet, but quite a lot are. Please, please, please rate, review and subscribe to the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. Please tell your friends too. That's all you have to do to be in with a chance of winning our selection box. I'll be writing down the names of the reviewers and commenters and putting them into a hat. I'll draw a name out and that person will be the proud owner of one of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus selection boxes. Good luck. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review wherever you catch this podcast. And of course, do join us next week for another episode. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Organic Secrets UK Limited. All the links are in the show notes. And you can catch up on all previous episodes at www.directoryofadreamlife.com. Have an amazing week and I'll see you next time.